0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the sports kingdom show i am your host eric the duke of sports Sklar. i am joined by my co-host shelton's very own tyler picholke before we start the show we appreciate you all so much for listening to us be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the sports kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show also be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show that really helps out as well Don't forget to follow at TSK show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of sports and at Tyler Picholke on this episode of the sports kingdom show. Tyler and I will discuss the latest rumors regarding Ben Simmons and his stalemate with the 76ers. We'll also talk about Steph Curry's shooting slump and the changes being made to the rising stars game during all-star weekend. Then during the Lake Show lowdown, we'll talk about the return of Anthony Davis and where the Lakers currently stand on their longest road trip of the year. All this and more on episode 231 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 231 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me, as always, Shelton's very own tyler pachelke what's up tp how are you man
1: i'm good man i'm good i'm uh it's a it's a crazy day today
0: yeah it's uh obviously the two-year anniversary of the untimely passing of uh, kobe bryant his daughter gianna and six of their friends and the pilot uh, of the helicopter that crashed in calabasas uh, on the morning of january twenty sixth, 2020
1: i just saw there was a statue of him at the the side of the crash i hadn't seen that yet
0: yeah i i got an alert uh from espn about that um while i was in the middle of work so it was a random person uh hold on let me try and bring up the article because i sent it to my buddy right before we actually started recording um the football episode a little bit ago um yeah so um the statue was created this is from uh espn's article about it Um, A statue of the late Kobe Bryant and daughter Gianna was placed on the site of their helicopter crash in Calabasas, California on Wednesday, two years to the day of of the tragic deaths of them and seven others. The statue was created by sculptor Dan Medina and showed Kobe in his Lakers uniform uh, with his arm around Gianna, who is also wearing a uniform while holding a basketball by her side. The two are looking at uh, looking at each other with big smiles. Uh, Medina told NBC Los Angeles that he brought uh, the 160-pound bronze statue to a hilltop in Calabasas at 4 a.m. on Wednesday th- uh, Wednesday morning, which is this morning, um, and that it will r- remain there temporarily. Uh, the statue has the names of the Bryants and the seven other victims in the January 26, 2020 helicopter crash. John Altabelli, his wife Carrie, and, his, uh, and their daughter Alyssa, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, and her daughter Peyton. And pilot ara zobayan uh, inscribed on its base um obviously the helicopter was carrying all eight passengers uh to a girls basketball tournament uh that gianna and her teammates were supposed to be playing in that day um so yeah i guess some artist randomly created a sculpture and decided to drop it off at the side of the crash at four o'clock this morning and
1: yeah.
0: um obviously uh news outlets and media have gotten hold of the story um i saw in a picture that there was a a bunch of flowers laid on the ground uh in front of the statue so obviously there have been people that have been able to get to it today obviously the guy was able to bring a 160 pound bronze statue there so um it's probably on a on an accessible hike route uh, in calabasas so i'm actually probably going to try and go uh see if it's still there saturday uh this weekend uh, in the morning i'm gonna try and go, yeah, go out there and see it's it cool
1: that he just did it it's temporary like he wasn't trying to like press anything you know like no and like the only reason there's
0: <laughs> press coverage about it was because people went and found it like
1: yeah in the background of the picture it looks like there's a rock formation of 24 and this is before there's any flowers or anything around it
0: yeah so i mean i'm, I'm sure people had a like found exactly where the crash site was since it had been yeah, cleared obviously yeah, it's yeah. been no, sure a, it's quite a a, quite a long time um but um it's just uh I, I just can't believe it's been two years i i don't think that day oh, will yeah. ever feel well, real to me
1: what's what's i mean it's always going to be a bookmark uh time obviously like an event um you know everything happened before or after that and the things that have come since then it's been uh crazy two years
0: well and uh yeah it's i mean january 2020 you just think it's like coronavirus in america wasn't really a thing at the time it was almost
1: like a joke honestly like yeah it's it wasn't people didn't take it serious they thought it was something that was kind of overseas and and would eventually kind of just fade away into the mist
0: a, a lot of people saying kobe bryant passing away yeah is what started the worst years of their life uh, and i
1: mean we make the joke. it's a it's a joke i mean it's it's a joke that's kind of got a dark undertone to it but it's like the damn world fell apart when kobe died no i mean it, it, it and i always make the joke that i i'm like sure that i'm positive that uh kobe wouldn't let COVID happen he would have <laughs> he would have single-handedly figured out how to get us out of this he would have played
0: that nine time uh first team all defense on COVID 19 it would have and- been
1: it, everything would be better off if <laughs> if he didn't pass i, I mean hey There's no
0: denying that isn't true honestly yeah yeah everything would be a lot better if he didn't pass
1: i I think about the things that followed that uh within the next two months my life was completely different
0: yeah yeah completely yeah
1: it was the wild time those that that couple months span of early 2020
0: yeah so i mean i'm i'm obviously rocking a kobe jersey today uh there's a mural uh that's by uh, my house that i went and uh stopped at before work and took a picture
1: and uh kobe, it was and the lakers were 24 and 24 okay, today no we're not the, no tyler we're the not eight, doing that and the no seed, that's, no it's
0: crazy no we're not celebrating mediocrity like that tyler
1: um it's just wild i feel no, like there's no. something about kobe and numbers that just like they're there i see it all the time i mean there's an awareness with numbers i know like once you start like yes. thinking about it you start seeing it but it really is weird i mean everything like the eight second the eight second call the 24 shot clock yeah, seeing like 824 on, yeah. a, on a clock seems like i see it and it's never 248 i never noticed like 248 yeah no I, 8, 824 you know, it's just a kobe kobe in numbers it's it's a it is a weird phenomenon there's so much like link throughout throughout the life you know throughout my life that i i see these numbers all the time now it's crazy
0: yeah no i mean the the numbers thing is definitely crazy but we're not we're not about to celebrate them being 24 i'm not and 24. i'm not saying
1: i'm not trying to celebrate i'm saying that's fucking weird like no it it's is. eerie you it know? Is. it's it's kind of just like i don't know yeah i don't know it's it, nothing nothing more than that it's like eerie kind of no it's it's, a it is scary. very
0: eerie yeah But no, there there was a lot of people on Twitter today trying to like celebrate that, and it's like no, Kobe's not happy with that.
1: Well, that's not the point either. That has nothing to do with. No, no, there were people that were trying to make that point though. Yeah, that's that, but that's like that's you're missing the point. I mean, that's it's not about the wins and losses and the and the and the the seating. It's it's just like the the day of, really, you know, like that's where we're at. It's crazy.
0: Well, it's it's crazy because I mean. The night before he passed his his last tweet was congratulating lebron for passing him on the all-time scoring list And it's yeah. just it, what's even here's what's even crazier they lebron did it against philly and then obviously the night before uh or then the next day kobe passes today is the anniversary of kobe's death and tomorrow the lakers play the philadelphia 76ers and it's like kobe's from philly like that's
1: or oh, it- also that just makes me uh i'm now i'm suspicious of the schedule makers are they just copy and pasting schedules (laughs)
0: no i don't think they're doing that but um just a just a really i mean it's always like it's always going to be a sad day but it's also a really cool day to see all of the memories that get posted from people all the stories and sometimes they're stories you might not have ever heard before
1: I think one of the good things, like obviously, you know, it's like the most, arguably the most tragic day outside of nine eleven, of my life. That uh, Nipsey hustle, and, and uh, but I mean, it's like not me personally, but like the world. Yeah, you know? the world. Like, yeah, for sure. As far as Americans, like that. I mean, he, yeah, Kobe was was the guy forever for so many people, um, and I think one of the one of the like fortunate things is like the generation um is here to like tell a story you know it's yeah. like he's not going to pass when like n- you know no one knows who you know no one knows the impact like they know he's great like if like if like bill russell you know passed like we we appreciate bill russell's greatness right, but, but we, we never got to see him we play weren't his generation right you know uh, and it's like i feel like kobe's legacy his mindset and his like way of life is like solidified forever because we're here still and we're telling you know we're telling his story
0: right mama mentality is so, like never gonna die
1: yeah because i mean we're just we're here to tell this story now you know um and and it's uh it's a good one
0: yeah no i i, I think that's a that's a really cool way to look at it tyler
1: yeah it's it's uh it's you know it's wild it is it's truly really wild it's the um like i said one of the most tragic days in american history honestly
0: no i mean it's i mean nipsey hustle i know the first...
1: no, i know not, everybody's not a sports fan but everybody knew kobe bryant and kobe, and, but kobe and bryant leverage... was more than
0: just sports
1: no he was but i'm just you know it's like uh, the difference between him and like you know a famous musician or a famous politician you know it's how young he was and how big of an impact he had all, all over the world
0: yeah no i mean like i nipsey hustle was the first time i ever cried for a celebrity death and it's like I cried for a week when Kobe died.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Nipsey was incredibly tragic, but his like imprint on um you know the world was I mean, no disrespect. No, it was, it was smaller on, it's on a Kobe. smaller scale, but it, it, but it, but his impact on the people he met was the same as Kobe. I mean for sure. If you knew Nipsey Hussle and you're a fan of Nipsey Hustle and you understood like what he stood for, it right was, it was the same as Kobe. It's just like his his worldly present wasn't quite the same.
0: Right so i mean just just a a a a day of remembrance um sadness celebration uh just a a day of mixed emotions really
1: yeah it it is it's always going to be sad but it's almost uplifting at this point you know he his his message of and his uh you know the mama mentality how to live your life like that's uh you know it's at the forefront of everybody's thoughts every time you think about him you know like You've had time to kind of process just the tragic like sadness of it all and now it's like he's still inspiring
0: yeah i mean he's he's been the background on my phone uh since he like he's passed and i mean i, I look at him every day i have posters of him in my room it's there. It, there's so many ways no, that there's, he's there's he's no still question. here
1: you see he's all over at los angeles too i mean obviously we live in los angeles so we see it on a souped up level but it's like that everywhere yeah totally
0: so, all right, we, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, before we talk about the latest rumors regarding Ben Simmons and the 76ers, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by Always Toyota. If you're into vintage Toyotas, especially from the 1980s, whether you're buying, selling, collecting, refurbishing, anything vintage Toyota, you got to hit up my buddy Alan from Always Toyota. You can find them at, at Always Toyota on Instagram and Always Toyota. Come on! You're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt.
1: Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone?
0: Take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so.
1: So, when you get done with this, you should be butt ass naked. naked, naked, naked.
0: So, Tyler, we've seen Kyrie Irving make his return to the court part time while he's only playing away games for the Brooklyn Nets uh, due to his uh, vaccination status and him being unvaccinated. Uh, for COVID 19. um Now, the other big storyline in terms of, I guess you want to call it a player holdout, um, is Ben Simmons. And him and the 76ers have been in this long stalemate since the offseason. And there was a report uh in the Athletic from Shams Tarania and Sam Amick that the 76ers, while in trade negotiations with the sacramento kings had asked the kings for a package of tyrese halliburton and multiple first round picks the report also said that oh, i hate when that happens it's that computer telling me i need to make some software changes and updates uh that uh, the it department here at the radio station will take care of
1: it's nice to let it's <laughs> nice that he lets you know at least yes um
0: but like i was saying Uh, The 76ers had been in trade talks with the Sacramento Kings. They had asked the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton and multiple first round picks. And they were also in trade discussions with the Atlanta Hawks. And they were talking about a package centered around John Collins and multiple first round picks along with Atlanta taking back Tobias Harris's contract as well as Ben Simmons in the trade. So that has been reported by Sam Amick and Champ Sharania from The Athletic. Reportedly, the Kings turned down um, the 76ers' ask, or they, they basically said no. Um, they want to build around De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. So the Kings are apparently out of the Ben Simmons race. Uh, I think Atlanta is still in talks uh, because there's nothing in the report uh, about that deal or Atlanta basically saying, no, we're we're out. Like, we're we're going to keep our guys, basically. And we talked about the the Atlanta Hawks possibly being sellers last, last week. Yep. Um, also, in this uh, same report from Shams and Sam Amick, it was reported that uh, Daryl Morey, who's in charge of the Philadelphia 76ers, could be willing to wait it out for an even bigger target in the summer with that target possibly being James Harden and a potential sign-in trade. There was a report by Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report earlier this week that James Harden has had growing frustrations in Brooklyn uh, with the Nets this season over the fact that Kyrie Irving is a part-time player. And now since Kevin Durant is out for an extended period of time with a knee injury, he has to bear the offensive burden alone. And so there's a report that he's being frustrated or he's getting frustrated over that. We obviously, obviously saw him put up a 33-point triple-double against the Lakers last night, so he is clearly putting up all of the offense for the Nets right now. Um, he's also been reported to be disappointed in Steve Nash's rotations in crunch time. Uh, apparently, he would rather Steve Nash go with the hot hand instead of sticking with a fixed, like, clunch, crunch, crunch time lineup that Steve Nash likes to go to. And then last but not least, Bleacher Report is reporting that he doesn't like living in new york either so i mean who knows if that could be true after the laker game james harden completely refuted the report and he basically just said that he's only frustrated because the team isn't healthy and all he wants to do is win basketball games yeah that's obviously going to be the answer that he's that he has to give He, he
1: has to say that like
0: he can't Bring any more fuel to the fire, yeah, yeah. unless he wants another
1: situation like Houston. Yeah, no, he's 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 playing it smart. Right, I think he's kind of learned from his past ways. Yeah, he wants to he wants to get out. He's over it. I mean, and this was this is kind of the issue with this Kyrie thing the whole time. Like, I get, I get your stance. I see under I see both sides of it, but the the side, the side that you chose kind of leaves these players out to dry. That were like they went there to play with you, you right? Know, uh, as far as KD and Harden
0: and now you're not there half the time and, and you now have you're to, not and they there, have to answer and, for
1: you there would be a clear favorite i mean if it if kyrie was vaccinated they, we would finally get to see like the greatest offensive team ever yeah i mean i i definitely think they would be like the the team to beat in the nba we've seen such a few amount of games with these three they haven't even played 20 games together
0: yeah it's it's crazy how little amount of games they've actually played together whether it's due to injury or Kyrie being out yeah on a yeah and, basis. and last
1: year it was it was definitely injury and now obviously KD got hurt but this whole time leading up to it all three of them been healthy
0: yeah so bringing it back to the Sixers I just I can't think of a more perfect time now for the Nets and the Sixers to make a trade especially with Dame yeah. being out recovering from surgery and not really in a rush to get back
1: it's like if- they they, they I, I i think that they're they're playing it safe i mean halliburton is like a huge drop off from like the names i mean he's a good young player but that's more of like uh we want to build around like you're you're trying to you're trying to compliment joel and bead um and i saw uh also saw you know some reports about you know some some quotes saying like it's they they have to nail this trade like we have to make ourselves a championship team, which is while we have Joel Embiid, which is uh, why I which think is why they can't make the wrong trade. I could absolutely see the trade deadline passing. Well, right, and, that's, um, and them not making a move.
0: That's that's what I was gonna say. Is I think that's why. But I
1: do like the activity. I mean, they've obviously never shut the door on on like you know taking offers. They're right. they're, they're continuing to try. John Collins doesn't seem like like the right fit
0: right but I and I agree I think that's why the report part of the report was that Daryl Morey could be willing to wait till the summer
1: and I, and obviously we know Morey and Harden were together in Houston so that makes a lot of sense uh, and it would help it would help the Nets I mean the Nets would the Nets would get a a player that's of the same caliber as you know not quite the same caliber but an, all, an NBA all-star for an all-star
0: right so I mean with with all these reports, I just I don't know what's gonna happen. I I think you're you're probably right that the trade deadline passes and Ben Simmons still is in a technically a Philadelphia 76ers uniform, even though he's not physically out there playing for them. Um, I just Yeah I just can't believe he's this committed to yeah, not playing for them.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's for a different reason, but I mean similar to Le'Veon Bell, like I really just didn't see someone in their prime sitting out an entire season to prove a point um but at the same time you know i don't necessarily i don't necessarily think ben simmons is wrong they don't believe in him you know there's no reason in him risking himself for someone that's not risking anything well and the, and
0: the question really is, is does he, he believe he's hold- in
1: himself and he's holding his leverage i do believe he i i, I mean you got to think that someone like ben simmons believes in himself still
0: you would think you would think
1: does he believe in himself at the free throw line? I don't know, but in general, or in the fourth quarter with a wide open dunk. Uh in general, I think he believes in himself, and that's why he's staying so strong. Oh yeah. He doesn't feel like he needs to go out and play to prove something.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess that's a good point. So, I mean, yeah, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see what happens uh with Ben Simmons. Um now the next topic in the 3 in the key uh segment here on the TSK show. Steph Curry He's had a quite a bit of a bumpy road since breaking that three-point record back on December 14th in, in New York against the Knicks. Since breaking the record, he has shot 33.8% from 3 in 16 games, and since the calendar turned January 2022, he has shot 29.9% from 3, and I mean he just he seems to be going through the worst shooting slump of his career. It's it's almost as if like once he broke the record the basketball gods basically said okay that's it you can be human now and so i mean he he went one for 13 the other night uh against the jazz from three and then he followed that up last night with a two for 10 performance against the mavs now the warriors won both of those games so it, it, it's not like steph slump has, has really been impacting the team all that much but i mean i i, I gotta ask the question it's like the Warriors have been able to withstand it so far, but it's like, how much longer can they withstand it, especially with Draymond Green being out for the foreseeable future? I mean, he he's missed the last nine games, and, and there's reports out there that there's not really a light at the end of the tunnel of when the Warriors see him making his return. So, I mean, I think Draymond has been one of the reasons why the Warriors were able to stay afloat, especially while Clay was out. And Clay has been... Okay since he's been back. He since returning he's at fourteen point seven points per game and thirty seven point two percent from the field and thirty point two percent from three in in twenty one minutes a game. So he's he's still trying to find his form and, and get back to where he was. But I really think Draymond is, is that X factor for that team and has been this whole time to where yeah, they can sustain a couple tough nights uh from tough shooting nights from Steph, but if it keeps going for any longer, I don't know if it's I think the bubble's gonna burst at some point.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just don't believe they have to hang on much longer. Steph's gonna Steph's gonna get it right. And that's then also they're gonna be fine. I that's mean, that's also the thing. They're still in the sec. They're still in second place in the West. I don't. You know, Draymond does hurt because he does a lot of things that those guys don't do. But they've got some capable guys at that position to kind of hold hold off. Uh, and and it's probably a, just an adjustment period. I mean, Steph and Draymond had had to exude so much energy, and now trying to acclimate clay thompson back into the mix you know there is this is a an adjustment period and they've actually i feel like they've actually done well considering all yeah. you know having no Draymond, bringing clay back and Steph not shooting great as of late i mean to be still to hold your position in the playoff standings uh to play over 500 basketball their last 10 it's only a matter of time until stuff gets rolling and then it's also i feel like a matter of time till till clay gets fully acclimated and with Draymond, that that is a little more up in the air. He, you know, he could be out. I, I, no one knows. You know, no one knows how long he could be out and what the severity of the injury. It could be the rest. Who knows if it's the rest of the year or two more weeks. So, that one we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But with with Curry, I think it's only it's just a waiting game.
0: Yeah, I I also think that at some point Steph is just gonna resort back to the mean and he's gonna get back to that otherworldly level and yeah. So it's. It's just a matter of time. It's just I I think it's crazy that the Warriors have been able to sustain this slump from Steph Curry and still win basketball games and still stay in the they, top two in the West.
1: Have, they have a good team. I mean, they have they have good player. I mean, guys like Otto Porter, um, you get a lot more out of them. You know, playing with the Warriors, Kevon Looney, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, Gary Payton. I mean, all these guys have taken little rises in their game. I mean, Poole and Payton have had, you know astronomical years they've had career years yeah you know so that's why they're they're able to uh sustain it and that's also why they went from like last year they were an eight seed or or you know In the playing yeah tournament. Th- last yeah. year they were a playing team and this year they're a home court advantage team um that's the difference to me is like the core is still there um the 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 talent around that core took a step up
0: definitely definitely so all right yeah i mean we'll just
1: Because Otto Porter is not nothing. Otto Porter is not someone you like go around bragging about that you have, but he's also like a very capable basketball player and a really good guy coming off of a bench or for or like filling in for an injured player. I mean, that's that's a high quality player for for that role on your team, right? And then he's like the sixth best player on the team, you know, so it's like that's a good role uh that's a good value right there Can't he's a a pro can't forget
0: the year andrew wiggins is having either i mean he's been incredible for them
1: yeah yeah another reason why i think that's the difference between you know being a play-in team and being the number one number two team in the west yeah is is those all those kind of rises yeah so all right uh
0: last thing here in three in the key uh all-star weekend is uh just a couple of weeks away i believe it's the weekend of february 10th uh, it'll be in Cleveland uh, this year, and they the NBA announced some changes to the Rising Stars game uh, that I thought were very interesting, and I, I'm I'm honestly trying to figure out if I still like it or or don't like it or not. Um, instead of uh, Team World versus Team USA, uh, previously rookies versus sophomores, uh, this year's tyler just showed me something yeah you got you, a, got
1: you got interrupted twice and she doesn't even know god damn
0: it god damn it um anyway this year's uh rising stars game is going to feature three games between four teams of rookies sophomores and for the first time ever players from the g league ignite team so there's going to be a pool of 28 players 12 rookies 12 sophomores and four g-league ignite players that are going to get broken down into four teams so four teams of seven and Um, just to
1: be clear g-league ignite is a g-league team that uh takes in players who have not been drafted yet correct um so i assume that those are going to be the players that are in this game is it's going to be a way to showcase i mean we're going to have kids not in the nba playing in the nba all-star weekend yes I think that that, uh, that aspect pretty... I just wanted to... You know, G League Ignite is not necessarily something everybody knows Right,
0: about. right, 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 So, yeah, no... Jonathan
1: Kamingo was on the Ignite team last year. Right. Drafted this last draft, and this is his rookie season.
0: Correct. So, yeah, I, I do think that is a, a really cool aspect to it. The pool of NBA players will be chosen by NBA assistant coaches, and the pool of the Ignite players will be chosen by the NBA G League head coaches. Um, each team will be coached by a member of the 75th anniversary team, the the NBA Top 75 ever team, uh, and assistant coaches from the 2022 All-Star Game. So they're going to be coached by a legend from the the 75th anniversary team, and their assistant coaches are going to be guys that are playing in the 2022 All-Star Game. So they're incorporating all different aspects of the NBA family in this game now. Um, Basically the coaches are going to draft their squads early at, at an earlier date prior to the game and there's going to be one g-league ignite team uh, ignite player on each team
1: yeah i also wanna i was just going to add like with the ignite um coming to the all-star weekend that's going to be a huge recruiting tool now as well i mean i think the nba is really making a play on ncaa here
0: the whole reason the g-league ignite team started was a way to circumvent circumvent the ncaa to where it's like if a player doesn't want to go the traditional one and done college route he can spend his gap year playing for a g-league team if he's good enough to make the team like he had to get drafted and make the team and all of that um but yeah and
1: and they and there's pros on that team as well there's guys there's guys that aren't in that situation that so are they're also get, on that team so yes. they're getting mentor. you know they're playing with nba guys uh it's a really good experience experience and i think this rookie class uh with with uh jaylen green and jonathan kaminga and there's there's one other i always forget it's been it's been a success
0: yeah Darius Basley,
1: i think no no he was the internship for oh New Bounds, that was right.
0: right he was the internship for New
1: but Bounds. the but this ignite I, i'm really i'm really digging this ignite play for them it's a dope way to like showcase talent that's not there yet i mean that's that's pretty that's pretty cool it'd be like baseball showing their best like prospects they do that know? they do they do that they, yeah, they have
0: a uh uh a, like a kind of like a rising stars game for, yeah, for uh, big prospects it's
1: it's uh that's i think that's a that's a good idea to kind of get kids uh to want to come commit to this g league thing and showcase what's what's there now I mean if i was a guy that was a one and done and i thought i had a chance to play an nba all-star weekend the the year other kids are in school yeah you know like I, i'm gonna pull that trigger
0: yeah so with it being a tournament there's gonna be three games and there's four teams so it's like obviously one game there's like 2 semifinal games and then there's the winner of those games play each other in the last game and basically the the way the the games are going to go is there's not a clock there's just a final target score meaning that the game will end on a made basket or a made free throw instead of with the clock running out and
1: bringing an element of the elam ending into or the big three kind of yeah yep big three and which is kind of yeah i think similar um I I like I mean, I dig it. I like this whole – I like the whole layout. The only, the only beef I've got with the entire, like, layout is I wish that the second game was 50 points as well. It is. Yeah, I think it's 25.
0: Well, okay, so – right, right. So I thought you meant the second uh, semifinal game. So yes. basically the way it is is the first two games that are played, those semifinal games, will be a game to 50. And then whoever wins those games will move on to the next, like the, I guess the championship game. Both teams are going to start at 50 and then they're going to have a chance. The target score is going to be 75 for the NBA 75th anniversary. It'll be a a game to 25 essentially um, in that last game. But I'm assuming that's just because it's for time constraints.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which it just, it just still seems like that's not, I mean, that just still doesn't seem like that's enough points. I mean, they would score you gotta you gotta think between the three games that are gonna be played that's a that's a hundred that's what 125 points i'm not a math person uh, the, Tyler. The, the the all the rising stars games you know and all-star games were played like the 150 you know oh yeah i feel like you're leaving a little bit leaving a little bit out there uh it it just feels like that second like championship game is gonna be real quick I mean twenty five points is not much. Yeah, it could be very quick, and but both it also... teams, both teams don't reach the target score, you know, so it's like you could end at a a sixty-six to seventy-five. Yeah, it could end up being a blowout. And, and it's just like, I don't know. I I really like the way they're doing it. Drafting uh player pool, you know, Americans, uh world uh like international players, ignite players, um, you know, seven guys on a roster, quick games to fifty. That, I, I i dig all that i just i do wish that the, the third game was more points
0: yeah i i think it's definitely an interesting concept it's definitely i think going to take some time getting used to i'm i'm interested to see how it works out visually uh like on the on the television and how that all goes
1: um yeah i mean it sucks that like one team will have to play back to back yeah uh but i i just don't think that that's like a factor that they should be putting into no These are, like no. young kids that grew up in AAU tournaments like a 50 point game and a 25 point game is like an hour and a half at open gym you know it's really it's really nothing
0: right I just I think I'm just kind of more on the traditionalist view uh from this where it's just like I want to see like the rookie sophomore game or how they were doing it recently the team USA versus the world and it's just like let's just have them play like an NBA game to where four quarters yeah yeah
1: no but i mean you know growing up basketball isn't necessarily always like that right you know like uh, totally and uh you know AAU tournament style is cool i I like that i like that part of it and
0: we've seen and we've seen the nba try and modify all-star weekend a lot recently to to try and
1: more entertaining right and and we're gonna get more players you know more minutes
0: so another aspect of this rising stars game did you read this part of it, Tyler? The Clutch Challenge, the Clorox Clutch Challenge? No. You didn't hear about this? Nope. Okay. Get this, Tyler. This is this is I think really where they lost me. In addition to the the games that are going to be played, in between games 2 and 3. So there's going to be a little break in between game 2 and that championship game. There's going to be the Clorox Clutch Challenge. And it's going to be a total of eight NBA and NBA G League Ignite players. They're going to be divided into four teams of two. They're going to compete to make shots from five locations on the court tied to iconic shots made in the NBA playoffs. Each team will compete with one shared ball, and its players must alternate shots so no player shoots two times consecutively team one is given a minute and 30 seconds to make a shot from each of the five locations in any order team one's time is then the marker for team two yeah okay if team one's time is a minute 15 then team two will only have a minute and 15 seconds yeah, to yeah, make
1: that makes sense just like...
0: so each each team establishes a new standard for each each team after that so there's gonna be some clutch shot challenge
1: yeah they, they used to do something similar back in the day where they would pair up an nba player uh like a like the wnba old, player in the yes yes i, I remember forget that. what it's called now um
0: magic kobe and lisa leslie won it one year
1: yeah yeah that's uh that's it's it feels like a little similar just with you know marks it's like a shooting game essentially uh yeah from marks uh that i mean we'll see how that goes it could be cool Shooting games are always fun. It's just like they're just over, you know, really quick. And it's there's not a huge like build up. They just called it the shooting stars competition. Where, yeah, yeah. Shooting stars. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't like clutch moments, like shots tied to clutch moments in the playoffs. I no, don't know. It's I, kind I of mean, corny to no, me. No,
1: no, it's it like you know, the, the shooting stars challenge had had spots, but there was nothing tied to the spot. It was a
0: free throw, I think it was a layup, a free throw.
1: Half court. a three point and a half court and that yeah, was it yeah so i mean i guess it's better than that you i know, guess at least there's like you're gonna shoot the shoot the damn lillard against oklahoma city shot. or the Kawhi
0: leonard against the 76ers or yeah, the yeah. kobe against the suns or yeah,
1: yeah no that's cool i mean at least like make it i mean make the spots meaningful in some way i guess
0: michael jordan against the jazz michael jordan against the the, the Cavs, michael
1: jordan against the, the league <laughs>
0: so i don't that that's another aspect that's going to be added to the rising stars uh game so that's that i think is going to be very very interesting um i do think it is kind of corny but whatever
1: shooting games are tough to pull off like i said i don't think there's a big build up they're over pretty quick but well they're, i think fun you know they're they're it's a, it's like a fun competition but
0: the fact that they only have a minute and a half to do it it's like all right, that right that, that'll go by pretty quick super quick so all right, let's uh let's move on now before we get out of here to the Lake Show lowdown. We got to catch up on everything going on with the Lakers. Uh, since we last recorded after the Lakers' worst loss of the season to the Pacer, to the Pacers, uh, where we got to witness that collapse in person. The Lakers have <clears throat> the Lakers have started their longest road trip of the season, six games in ten days. Uh, they won in Orlando. Thank goodness after the loss to the Pacers, so they started the road trip off with a win. They lost in Miami uh, in a game they were getting blown out in, but they made a spirited comeback in the fourth quarter, only to lose by six points. And then last night they beat the Brooklyn Nets by ten in Brooklyn. Uh, then they got to face Philly tomorrow, then Charlotte on a back-to-back on Friday, and then they'll close it out in Atlanta. But Tyler, the most important thing to happen for the Lakers besides being two and one so far on the road trip and LeBron extending his streak of 18 straight games with 25 points or more is the fact that Anthony Davis has made his return to the court for the Lakers against the Nets and immediately his impact was felt. He he played the first seven minutes of the game or so. And he had six points and three blocks in the first quarter. He finished playing 25 minutes. Uh, He only scored eight points, but he ended the night with two rebounds, two assists, four blocks, and one steal. But to me, Tyler, the numbers don't even really matter. The first play of the game, LeBron and AD ran a beautiful pick and roll for a lob, and it was just evident how much this team was missing AD immediately. He brought a force on the defensive end to the team, that they were missing and it that was very clear and he was moving around really well on both both ends of the floor i mean like i mentioned he he got four blocks three of them in the first quarter he was just so active on defense in that in that first shift he he looked noticeably thinner uh which probably had a lot to do with him moving around better i think we we talked about a bunch uh him adding on that weight to play center i think it it, it impacted him a bunch uh in the earlier parts of the season and then Him getting hurt gave him the chance to slim down a bit. I know he had talked to Jared Dudley about it, and Jared had mentioned that on his podcast because Jared had went through a similar MCL injury, and he had slimmed down by about 20 pounds when he was hurt uh, for the Lakers. Um, I just I was very happy with what I saw from Anthony Davis last night. He said after the game that he wasn't trying to force shots up. He was only three of eight from the field. But he just really wanted to focus on being a part of the pick and roll and and just putting other guys in position to be successful. So I mean, even though the numbers don't really jump out at you based off of the box score,
1: yeah, it's like Clay. You know, it doesn't really matter what the numbers are. You it was his, want, it's his you, first game you back. You just want to see him. You just want to see him in a, in a basketball uniform,
0: right? And he just. I think he looked so much better with the way he was moving than he did before yeah. his injury.
1: Gaining weight is just almost never the answer in, in the NBA. Outside of maybe like seven footers, you know, like if you're a lanky seven footer, maybe, maybe, you know, gaining weight is the answer. But, that, you know, I watched Duncan do it, you know, when he slimmed down, it just feels like it. it I've seen Kevin Love do it. It seems like it extend LeBron to extend your yeah. career, you know? Um, and these guys these guys need to be movers uh, and kind of, and if you're, you're, you know, not comfortable at a certain weight, you're not doing yourself any better. Like X amount of weight is not going to, is not going to like make you a better basketball player if you can't be comfortable in your own body. Right. Right. And uh, that's- there, there's a perfect window there where you're the heaviest you can be while still being the same kind of athlete.
0: Right. And that's that's I think where the distinction was for Anthony Davis to where it's like he put on a lot of extra weight in the offseason because he was preparing to play the center, play the five position and and bang around a bit more. Yeah, which which, I get. It's right.
1: It seems like that would be the right move, but really really it's not. I mean and it impacted his mobility,
0: it impacted his outside shot. It's
1: you know, like that list of guys I you know, Kevin Love and LeBron and Duncan, like it only helped them. Yeah. So I mean now
0: the Lakers have they're big three back. They're all healthy at the same time. They're now nine and seven when LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook playing a game together. Like they've only played 17 games together this season. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just like it's almost like there's they're starting a new season almost. It's like it's it's crazy because Which
1: is not necessarily a good thing, but no, it's not a bad thing either. They used a brand new starting
0: lineup against the Nets, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Stanley Johnson, and Avery Bradley. It was the 23rd starting lineup the Lakers have used in their 48 games this season. Yeah. I think I think the Phoenix Suns have used like two or three different starting no, lineups this year. I
1: mean that was the that was kind of the case with the Lakers last year, kind of the case with the Nets last year. Uh, and you know it's it's you build a team and you know you design it a certain way, but when you can never get on the court together, it's just tough to get momentum.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things that we talked about when Anthony Davis went down is. What is this team gonna look like without him, and and where are they gonna fare? And overall, the team kind of basically did what they kind of had to do. They were they were seven and ten, so it's three games under five
1: hundred. Yeah, so they did it's like, like the bare minimum,
0: right? You you, you never want to be under five hundred at a certain point during the season, and it's like they're at they're at five hundred right now. They're twenty four and twenty four, but they're in the eighth position. They're still in the play in scenario. The West is a fucking bloodbath. I mean, they're only like two games out of the sixth spot and seven and a half games out of the third seed so it's like there's still some ground to make up and they still have a little bit of time to do it and it's like they they basically did their job with without yeah AD. yeah
1: yeah i mean they they they're not like they're not too deep into a hole that they can't get out of or they need some like miracle run but uh they do need to get start getting it together
0: yeah no and that's the thing it's like now i think it's with ad back this is the healthiest they've ever been kendrick nunn hasn't yeah. made his debut yet but it's like he hasn't made his debut yet. so
1: debut yet so got, we might as
0: well not count him we've got to they get, got their squad now yeah it's and, time and, to and go and kendrick
1: nunn's a nice piece but he's not like uh he doesn't move the needle necessarily i think the lakers got to like the all-star game break to figure this out and and you know You better hope that this team, you know, their rotation and their roles and everything is tight by the time you're coming out of that all-star
0: game. Well, in the Nets game, I found it interesting that in Anthony Davis's first game back, Trevor Ariza was taken out of the starting lineup and got a DNP coach's decision to go along with Dwight, DeAndre Jordan, and Wayne Ellington not seeing any action against the Nets. Austin Reeves played more minutes off the bench than Avery Bradley did, who started the game. So I'm very interested to see now what Frank Vogel does with the rotations now that Anthony Davis is back. We're seeing guys like uh, Wayne Ellington, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Dwight Howard, um, Avery Bradley, who were getting more minutes earlier in the season, now getting less playing time for younger guys like Austin Reeves, Malik Monk. Now that Anthony Davis is back, that solidifies now, the, re- the big man. We signed Stanley Johnson for the rest of the year this year yeah. uh, earlier today. So yeah.
1: I think Reeves Reeves and Stanley Johnson definitely were the two guys in the rotation that took some of these guys' jobs. Yeah, I mean for sure. I I, I was this is kind of the where I thought Trevor was going to be at, Honestly, I did, I always thought that he's like a third string guy, which is like he's not really in the nightly rotation. He he may come in for some like spot responsibilities. And then like if there's an injury or someone needs a night off, he's a good spot like starter. Right. Everybody
0: um, was everybody was thrilled when Trevor Ariza came back to the Lakers and was was hoping that But it's he like was he played be, for the
1: Lakers 35 years ago. You know, but, this is a different guy.
0: But also he comes to the team. As soon as the season starts, he gets COVID, so he can't play. Then he gets hurt coming back from COVID. He's he's out even longer. He doesn't come back until Christmas. So it's like he he just he was never He never got off on the right foot, I guess, with this stint uh, with the Lakers. So it's 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 very disappointing to see. But at the end of the day, coach has got to make a decision on, and he's got to play. Who's going to help him win the game?
1: Yeah, it's too bad to see Dwight like in a DMP scenario. I would I would I would like. He's been in that though. I would like to get him back to like he can play a quarter a night. You know, Um, he's going to be. Who knows if that'll ever happen with Stanley Johnson coming in? Well, I think... I, but I do think that Stanley Johnson, you got to figure out that spot. That can't be... I mean, it just it just feels like you need more more shooting uh, in that starting lineup with those guys. Uh, I think Avery Bradley is a great starter for the Lakers. No, take be, Avery... No no no, 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 and, no, 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 no.
0: He has... But Tyler, no.
1: No. He...
0: Tyler, he no. He takes
1: nothing on offense. You know, he can... He has he can been giving up too guard. much
0: on defense. Yeah he's been playing terrible defense Tyler. Get Austin Reeves or Malik Monk in the starting lineup. I stop I, I it. think
1: you need those Austin Reeds could I think Austin Reeds could be you could plug him in there. So start him. But but I you need you need guys on that second unit. That's why I feel like Avery Bradley helps them out. You need to have some weapons coming off that bench too. But, but starting
0: Avery Bradley but, has been like starting DeAndre Jordan, Tyler. You're starting at a disadvantage.
1: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think that you, there's gonna you can't start your five best players all the time. And I don't think that Malik Monk would necessarily like benefit from starting. I don't think he you would because now he's playing against starters. I want Malik Monk to stay on the bench. I'd rather start Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves would be a good start, but I don't think that that's i don't think that that's the trade-off like i would take i would take uh stanley johnson out of the lineup before i would take avery and i would put austin reeves in there uh, but you can't Stan- start mellow well no i would start lebron at the four
0: okay all right yeah you know
1: obviously that's a smaller lineup with ant and lebron as the four or five but Really, you just need you. But that's the really, whole reason you just need shooters around those big three.
0: But that's the whole reason they're starting Stanley Johnson was similar to when LeBron was playing the five. It's Stanley Johnson can bang with the big guys while Anthony Davis can roam and play the play yeah the yeah yeah. He likes no, no, play. I
1: understand why they're starting him. Um, I just think that that's like the, that's the position they need to figure out long term because Stan, Stanley to me is a nice piece coming off the bench because he can sub in for the three, four, five and ultimately do the same job no matter what position he's playing because other people, you know, like Ant Davis and LeBron are, you know, he changes their position.
0: Well, and that's that's where I think the trade the it, trades we, and the the buyout market are going to come into where yeah, the Lakers need yeah. to get another wing.
1: Yeah, uh it, they need they need some shooting with the with those ball handlers. I think that they need shooting with Russ and and LeBron.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I I I couldn't agree more and yeah. that goes that goes back to the roster construction conversation of the offseason
1: well you know and and wing i would be you know i still think it it probably needs to be like that 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 wing forward kind of player yeah no i i definitely i mean you said Roko last last week that's decent i mean that's kind of more getting towards what you're looking for
0: i mean i mean the lakers have been linked but i would rather get more
1: of the three than the d
0: right the Lakers have been linked to Jeremy Grant for all season, basically. But the problem with Jeremy Grant is he wants a max extension. He wants a, a bigger role in the offense. And it's like, you're coming to a team with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, yeah, and Russell yeah. Westbrook. No. Know your
1: place, bro. Well, that's that's not obviously not the answer. Right.
0: Right. So it's I'm very interested to see what the Lakers do. Too bad do. Wayne
1: Ellington, you know, doesn't have as much in the tank. You know, he would his game would be nice with these guys. Yeah. Baysmore too. Um, ba- yeah. And Baysmore to me, I think, is just kind of probably past his day. Same with Wayne Ellington and Trevor, uh, DeAndre. All those guys are just kind of past their prime. And they're but they're good veterans to have on a team. It, you know, if those are the back five in your bench, that's a good thing because, you know, in a pinch in an emergency situation emergency situation i'd rather put in a veteran uh even if they're not playing well just you know because you can get you know a certain knowledge they're not going to be as, as as big of a liability
0: yeah so i mean tomorrow the lakers have a big big test against the philadelphia 76ers
1: but M- monk and reeves and those guys i think it really benefits them not having to start the game just just purely to get off to that start against second second string guys and still have i mean typically the lakers still have russ or lebron in with the second unit as a ball handler anyways they played a lineup
0: last night against the nets where anthony davis lebron james and russell westbrook were all on the bench at the same time and i was flabbergasted no that
1: that and that's that's a fuck up i mean that's a classic i forget um who it was uh brooks the okc coach scott brooks i could never understand why scott brooks would take those three you know harden russ and and kd out at the same time like you should have a rotation set up to where one of those guys is always on the court you make all your other players better too i mean yeah. austin reeves and malik monk they're better playing with these guys
0: yeah 100 so i mean yeah they, they got a big test tomorrow against against the philadelphia 76ers uh, THT,
1: tht you know that's i think that's a guy that you know at the beginning of the season they wish he was there in that spot instead of avery or or stanley johnson well and
0: he started the year out hurt too yeah so i mean it's no,
1: and he's had it he's had a tough he this is it's been tough for him to get going this year uh and and i don't i don't know if it's going to happen this year or not he may be gone but that's a guy that it, it is a little disappointing you know he's one of the few guys where i think it's disappointing his uh his contributions so far
0: yeah and my thing is with the lakers with where they're at now on this road trip they just got a big win against the nets by 10 points i know it wasn't without or it was without kevin durant and kyrie irving and the the nets were depleted with injuries right now james harden is really the only like not i don't want to say serviceable player but he's, he's the only he's star a, they got patty enough. mills patty mills is a is a great player benbury was doing well for them they got nick nick claxon but joe harris was out as well it, it just was not the same nets no team. it's
1: not yeah yeah i mean just like the lakers but i want ad like, my biggest thing, and I think it's
0: a big thing with a lot of Laker fans right now, is, all right, we see this 10-point win against the Nets. What can they do to build off of that win to get another win tomorrow night against the Philadelphia Sixers so they can start to build and get on this run yeah, to, this, to kind of right the
1: ship? This one's tough, though. I mean, that's a tough matchup. It for is. This, for for L.A. right now, it, it's it's going to be tough throwing in out there against Embiid. Well, and I, I think we will
0: see Dwight Howard tomorrow night. No, you, you got to. So it's it's going to be interesting. They're two and one on the road trip right now. If they can end this road trip somehow four and two or at least three and three, I think it'll it'll be a success.
1: It's going to be a little bumpy. I still think for another week or two with Ant, you know, it's it's they're still not quite fully there. Um, But we saw flashes of it last night. Now that Ant's back, it's going to be a different different game. Yeah.
0: So all right, you got a shout out before we get out of here?
1: No, man, just just shout out shout out the man Copes. Yeah, well, I I got one
0: quick shout out because I, I got to shout out my guy on Twitter, Guru Lakers. Uh, he's a Twitter account that's really active on on Lakers Twitter. He's pretty controversial with his takes. Uh, he people either people either love him or they hate him. Um, but I got I got to mention this this happened yesterday, Tyler, at eleven forty two in the morning. He tweeted out that he would get Vogel, Frank Vogel's last name. He would get Vogel tatted, tattooed. <laughs> on his back if trevor ariza played zero minutes in the game against the nets he tweeted that yesterday morning he has been so fed up with vogel that the, he this is what he resorted to he's like i'm getting the man's name tatted on his back if he gets trevor ariza if, if trevor ariza doesn't play he's careful been fed which, up with vogel he's been fed up for, with Ariza.
1: and lo and behold is he is he stoked do we know is he stoked about it or <laughs> because he got what he wanted
0: yeah trevor reese got a a dmp coach's decision last night and uh people have put the the timer on him he's got till the trade deadline to get get
1: the tattoo and better get it vogel held (laughs) up his end of the deal
0: i just can't believe it actually happened because once like once the lakers had the game in hand and the lakers like everybody on lakers twitter was just like checking the box score like has trevor gone in and then like they're checking gurus tweets and it's just like you put in baysmore like and and at one point harden was going off and he got a 33 point
1: triple double you see guru tweeting like
0: can you put trevor in at least to try and stop harden like can we try something here like he was trying to make so sure he
1: went back on what he wanted
0: oh yeah he was not happy about it during the game but after the game i think he he's he's like warmed up to it i think he is gonna actually end up getting it um i will keep you posted because
1: I, th- I think the way to do it would be now, now you may want to float this idea to him but if i was him because the stipulations was he's he just has to get the word vogel tattooed on him on his back on his back i would get the whole tweet just get the tweet like the box like it looks like a that's not know, a bad idea like get the twitter look like just the time you know that's like, not a
0: bad idea tyler get because
1: get, because that i mean i'm sure he tagged vogel in it or he no. said vogel in that tweet he just said Vogel, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, right? That that like it, kind yeah, of yeah, essentially that kind of checks the box of his name. I mean, you're actually adding more to it, yeah. But you at least real like, with but, it. But but at least like you've got a story behind this tattoo now instead. Like I mean, the Vogel tattoo, like you'll be able to explain that story always. But if he just has the fucking tweet, like a picture of the like, tweet, yeah, like yeah, the exact box that a tweet is with the timestamp and everything like that. Just get that tatted on you, and then it's like i sent this tweet out and it fucking happened that's why this tattoo's right here now that's an nft that's an n <laughs> we're we're just giving free game out here right now free game yeah let him know that's the one that's what that's what he should do
0: that's a that's a pretty good idea Tyler. i feel
1: like that's a good spin on the on the punishment but it's just like i mean he said it he put
0: it out there on the Twitterverse, and you know people yeah. are gonna hold I him think, to it. I
1: think it's less embarrassing than getting fucking the word Vogel tattooed on you, like you're, <laughs> like it's your boyfriend or something. But all right, that that's my shout out. Shout out, Guru Lakers. Uh, you better
0: go through with it. You got till the trade deadline, and uh, I will definitely keep TSK show listeners nah, uh, yeah. updated he's, on he's, on what happens. He's got
1: to do it. Vogel Vogel had up, held up the deal.
0: Yeah. So all right, with that, that wraps up episode two hundred thirty one of the TSK Show. For Tyler Picholke, I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Picholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Peace.